What's going on, everybody? He is I, and I am him. It's your main man, Chi, and this is another episode of So In The Meantime. But this time, this time, it's special. I know I keep saying every episode is special because it is, but this one, very special. Why? See it right here. It's collaboration. So in the meantime, with For the Love Of. For the Love Of. Reunited. And it feels so good. And it feels so good. Yes. What's good? What's good? I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. So you already know, you know, you already seen my brother before yeah, well, a thousand and one times. Allow me to reintroduce myself again. My name is... Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Uh, my name is uh, Frederick, right? Yes, but I am your favorite campus uncle on Instagram, of course, and I am one of the two co-hosts for our uh, podcast, For the Love Of, and I am with my partner in pain, struggle, and in victory, and it has been... So long, <laughs> but we are back, and we took advantage of this opportunity. I'm just going to allow for her to introduce herself and the queendom that she runs. Wow, that's so dope. Thank you. You know, anytime I get an opportunity to be with these two dynamic brothers, it really, you know, just excites me, and it fills my cup so that it runneth over. So mm. I am... <laughs> so, <laughs> so prophetic. I am Tamara McMillan, the Liberated Project chick, right here from yes. the east side of Buffalo. And, you know, For the Love Of is a space where two educators on the record, and we really just um, talk about all of the things that are important to us and the ways in which we can move through conversation and creating a framework and fabric for our scholars, um, really to to do a thing called what they want. And on Mm. the other end, you know, as a professor and um, as a conduit, Um, I help women do that, navigate what's next so they can do a thing called what they want. And we're moving past this idea of the fallacy of perfection and stepping into our boldness one woman at a time. So here I am. Here she is. Here she go. <laughs> I, don't, like, I can sit back. I don't even need to say anything else. Like I'm just, I'm a student again. I'm a student. We all again. are. We all are. We all are. Yeah. And and um, she, thank you. You know, for allowing us to be in your space and allowing us to, you know, come on um, and just chop it up. This was bread. this was a surprise for me. Yes. Yeah. Definitely was a surprise because originally it was just being going to be me and. Me and Fred, and then he had texted me, like, is there any way you could set up a third one? And I'm like, a third? Like, yeah, but... Who you talking about? What you talking about? (laughs) What you talking about? (laughs) And then he told me, and I was like, oh, no doubt. Like, of course. There was no no way in which we could, or I could, withhold such a surprise. Let me tell you how this actually happened, right? So, late last night, I am... Um, I'm practicing my craft, right? Mm-hmm. I'm up here. Which we're going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. We are going to talk, talk about, about that. that. So I'm right. M. <laughs> M. Right. So yeah, the insider. But um, yeah. So I'm up here. I'm practicing my craft, 
and my two babies are still up. It's like one o'clock in the morning. That's they always the case. It's like we even and when they we can't do go to sleep. Yeah, they can't go to sleep at all. And they'd had two little things of melatonin and still couldn't go to sleep. Just couldn't go to anyway. Struggling parents, right? So, um, I come across. I'm looking at my phone. I'm on the gram, and I think something came up on my feed from you. And I was like, you know what? I know she's sleep, but I'm gonna shoot her a text and wait. I'm gonna. Are you in? Are you in town? You in Buffalo, right? And then I wake up this morning. She's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm here. What's up?" I'm like, "What you doing at 11? <laughs> what you doing at 11? And I was like, "Today at t- this 11? He was like, "Yup." I was like, "You got me. I'm going to the gym. I'm gonna put this work in, and I'm here." And here we are. Here, here we are. I took advantage of an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, because my sister right here, always on the go. Always somewhere, whether it's domestic or international, <laughs> she is always somewhere. So catching her, like when I have her, I'm like, yo, come, 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 come to me, to me now. Come here, come here. No, don't go. No, here. Right. <laughs> right here. So right. Here that's we how we are here now, and we are on this platform, and we ready to go. We're ready to go. So... You're used to this. Checking. 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 Check All right. So for me, this has been. Well, well, before we do that, she's not familiar with the oh, check-in. Oh, please explain. Yeah. So yes. the check-in, um, I adopted it from Brandon Marshall from okay. I Am Athlete, where he does his check-in, where he checks to see how everybody's doing um, personally, professionally, and your mental health. Mm-hmm. Got it. One through ten. So that's. Okay. Where we go. Cool. Wonderful. Got it. So I will start professionally. Professionally, I would say I am at a six. Right. I'm at a six. I was at a five. I was at a half point because it was just like no movement. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just stale water. But now some things are starting to happen. You know, there's some new ideas are brewing and you know, so now I'm starting to gradually get this excitement back, you know, mm-hmm. because I have to say when you working in the pandemic and stuff, you know, you don't really have a lot of engagement with students as much. Everything is virtual and I'm over that shit. <laughs> you know, I'm over it, but I'm sure. also very cautious because I have kids and I have a wife. Right. So, you know, but um, I'm very excited that the department that I work for on my yard, my yard, our yard, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> is going back in person this summer. Yeah, I know. Right? So, and I'm thoroughly excited about that because I get to live and breathe and be who I am. Like, I'm already that, of course, but now I have an audience. It's not behind, you know, a that camera. square box. All, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, professionally, I would say six and climbing up. Uh, personally, oh man. Personally, I would have to say I'm maybe at an eight. Maybe at an eight, and I and I'm a strong eight because I'm starting to get back into what I love to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, the potting again, mm-hmm. right? And um, now. Uh, getting back into my God-gifted talent mm-hmm. of just, like, sketching and drawing and art and 
and oils and paints and all kinds of stuff. Like I went. To, have you ever heard of the store of the Hyatt, the art store of the Hyatt? Mm-mm. My man, t- listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen, watch out, listen. So the Hyatt is an art store for the artists, like the real artists, right? Mm-hmm. Like and, you, huh? Like you, yes. And I went prior to. They used to be on Main Street downtown. Mm-hmm. They moved. So just recently, just recently, I was going downtown to go to the Hyatt, and I'm like, yo, where the hell is the Hyatt at? Like, what happened? It's like, oh, they moved. Moved to where? I go on Google. I'm like, where's the Hyatt at? It's like, it's on Elmwood. I'm like, oh, right near LA Fit. Okay, right right near East Porter. Okay, okay yeah, all right, cool. It. So during my lunch break, I go to the Hyatt. It is literally the LA Fitness for art supplies. Wow. It's that huge. And when I tell you, like, you know how all of this, like the gadgets, the microphones, the wires, the the tech, you know, the Apple Studios, right? (laughs) All of that, you know how all of that just like gets you giddy? You was. When I went into that store, it was like my face was drawn like anime with the big eyes. And I'm just like, you know, because. Did you make it out on time? I was in that store for 30 minutes. How long How long are you in a store for? Like on average. Like, because we know, especially men, we know exactly what we want, where it is, how much it is, and we ride out. I was in that store for 30 minutes and I was just exploring. I was just exploring everything from like sculpting and 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 different textbooks, different sketchbooks, Bristol pads, you know, tracing paper, um, stencils, um, dip the pencil. There's four <coughs> aisles of pencils, different kinds of pencils. Right? Oil-based, plaster-based, right? Sketching pencils, drawing pencils, charcoal pencils, right? Pins. Pin brushes. I I was in heaven. It's clear. I was in heaven. It was like a kid in a candy store, for real. Like, I was a fat kid that loved cake (laughs) in that store. And I was in there for 30 minutes. And here's the bad thing about it. I went twice in a row. I went one day, then the next day, I went back. Can't and my co-worker was like, you went back again? I was like, I, yeah. Yeah, I forgot some stuff. And I'll be back. <laughs> I, I, I forgot some stuff. So personally, and now, just with the hand, like, I don't know what it is, right? But there's this right hand that I have of mine, right? And anytime that I feel that I'm inspired, it itches. And it's not like, you know how like people say, well, some money coming, right? Mm-hmm. No, there's some creativity coming. Mm, Never fails. Now. Never fails. And so now I'm just in this space where like all I think about, I dream. I'm dreaming about like characters and drawing and this and that. I put it in this group chat that I have with, the, um, with my God kids, right? And I was like, what do you think about this? Just drop the picture in there, right, that I mm-hmm. did. And immediately, it's 12 o'clock, midnight, right? Mm-hmm. 
bing, 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 bing. I'm starting to get all these notifications. And they're like, yo, you still got, yo, what? Franklin, but DJ, Franklin was like, yo, Fred, you should take your art and you should do like pins, like the little pins mm-hmm. that people put yeah, on yeah. hats and, and jean crocs and, and jean jackets. He's like, you should take that mm-hmm. and do that and sell it. And I was like, I never thought about that. I never thought about accessories, mm-hmm. right? Never thought about that. But it's just, I'm just open to this space because it's like now or never. That's how I feel. Like it's now or never, right? So they're professional, mm-hmm. personal, mental health. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Being a creative is very exhausting. Because, yes, it is. Because <laughs> you can't sleep. You can't. Now, it's already bad enough. I got three babies. A four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a nine-month-old. And they're night owls. And they're night owls. They don't go to sleep. And I have a wife, right, who is four jobs in her own business. So she's extremely, you know, all over the place. Then I have a 14-year-old. Who is six foot two, six foot three? Now doing a basketball thing. Basketball. He's up and climbing like he's the next big thing in Buffalo. Guarantee you. Guarantee you the next big thing coming out of Buffalo. He just shot up like pow. Tamara. Tamara. I saw the picture. No, no. <laughs> the picture does no justice. It doesn't. He will walk in here, Tamara, <laughs> and you are looking up like, what the hell? I'm like, Kyle, you're like, what happened? <laughs> you know? I'm like so, this. But trying to manage a home, trying to find time for my craft. Mm. I'm really struggling trying to find time in the gym. Like the gym is a a major priority for me. Mm -hmm. Major priority for me, right? But who wants to go to the gym at 11 o'clock at night, right? I mean, I will, but I find like if I go to the gym at 11 o'clock at night, I have to do so much to get the best out of me. Yeah. Because you've already expended yourself. Right. Dwayne goes. Yes, The Rock does. (laughs) But that's all The Rock does. The Rock goes to the gym twice or three times a day. Yeah. He does a fasted cardio at four in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Four in the morning and then at like 10 o'clock in the morning goes and does the clanging and banging. I realize I'm not The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I realize that. Not only that, I don't have the the space or the capital mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Right, because he has somebody cooking for him, cleaning for him, maybe no, he driving cooks for him. him. Mm. He cooks for him. Okay, you should see, you should see his cheat meals. Oh my god! Yeah, his cheat meals is his ridiculous. Cheat meals are epic. He has a stack of pancakes, and he puts peanut butter and syrup mm-hmm. and whipped cream all on, and he just. And he drinks it with his vodka or his uh, his uh, tequila. That, that's that's a serious shit. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but the way that he works out, it, yeah, it, it don't all, matter. It's it gone. You know what I mean? Like, so, whatever. but mentally, I'm exhausted. You know, a lack of rest. <clears throat> being now becoming this creative again, and you know, just trying to find time and space for mind, body, and soul to really just be at ease. It's tough. It's tough. So I'm at like a five on that. Okay. How about you? So I'll take the latter you started with mentally. 
um, probably the best mental mental strength that I've ever been in in my life. Mm. Um, and for me, um, when I began understanding my craft and the ownership of the way in which I was supposed to show up in the world and share my artistry um, with those that were supposed to connect with it, I understood that in order for me to be able to always have my light on and my light in a way that, again, attracted individuals, like we plug into one another, I needed to be mentally locked in. So I have my morning masturbation, my daily routine, and I commit to taking care of my mind before my feet hit the floor. So that looks, you know, very different, uh, could look very different, you know, each and every day. But I make sure I'm taking care of my mind and I'm tapping into myself. And one of the things that, um, you know, because I've talked about it on one of our segments, um, and she, you probably remember from... 1998 to 2020, I didn't have a TV in my room, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Clearing space for me and clearing my mind. And I think that's part of why we have some of the challenges we have with our young people now, because they have so much press coming into them and they don't have anyone helping them pull back the layers. So their mind, they're thinking everything that they see is real when there's nothing but a distraction leading to destruction. Mm. So mentally... Um, I'll say an eight, you know, still some, you know, tightening up I can do in terms of that. So I would say eight in that space. Um, let's go professionally. Professionally, um, I brought on um, a VA to the team. So my team of three now, I'm really dope. Like I have people on the team on the payroll. I'm like, look at you, Goro, from the projects, right? Who would have thought um, thunk it? So, um, just did a rebranding. So if anybody's been following, you know, listen, the website, the imagery, the logo, the colors, completely different from anything. Yeah, that I love I've the ever, colors. Right? And, and so, bruh, these were colors I would have never picked, and that's why I love it. These were colors that I never picked. So I brought in, um, you know, a marketing um, person, you know, to look at the company and then have the women who's a part of the tribe to talk about what they enjoy about Empower Me. And it came out, so we've been killing it. We've been launching, and you know we're getting ready to do a virtual day party because it's Women's History Month, and just celebrating our boldness. So you know, professionally, I would say, um, I would say seven because now it's about the conversion. It's about looking at the content, and is it really landing in the space for the women that are the ideal constituents who understand the importance of tapping into a diverse community and knowing that collaboration is the new competition. We're not here, you know, to be pitting one another against each other and, you know, shaming one another. Mm -hmm. We're soft quagmire to come in and get it wrong for the benefit of getting it right, i.e. let's celebrate your boldness. So um, I can sit here and <laughs> all day. I, I really can't. Thank you. So I would say um, a seven with the professional because, you know, there's just still some things that, you know, we're trying and we're learning. Um, and again, as we all know, as creatives, that's what it is, right? We try something, you know, we assess it, we look at it and we talk about what it is that we liked, you know, what didn't we like and why, and then make the adjustments. And then guess what? Rinse and repeat, right? Um, and then personally, personally, 
I am, it's weird, right? So because I believe a lot of times there's not that much distinction between my professional life and my personal life because um, they come like this. But personally, I'm good, like I'm here. So let me say this, personally, it's great because I picked myself when it was very, when it, when it was difficult to do so, right? So I walked away from six figures. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. I walked away from permanent appointment, mm -hmm. right, with, with the state. Yep. Picked myself, relocated, sold the house, right, picked myself. And then a lot of times um, when we're talking about these distractions, for me, time is the new wealth, right? So... I have the liberty to move about as I want. So what you say, you know, I'm here, I'm there, I'm there. So my daughter just accepted this dope position with the Department of Homeland Security, and she's basically on her transition. So she's in Brunswick, Georgia. So we traded spaces. Say, that's, where they tra that's where they train. Flexi, yeah. right? So she's in Brunswick, Georgia. That's for sure. And I, because I had, again, what tapped into me and stacked the deck in my favor, and had the time so I could be here to support her and Michael, you know, with the baby and in the transition of the house because June 1, she got to be in D.C. She thought it was originally October, so I could physically put me in Cairo's orbit and still not lose anything, gotcha. right? So personally, I think, I'm like, I, I'm like, yo, that's pretty dope because how many young, you know, um, Mimas, right? You know, to been able to be in a position to do that and had I not picked myself, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And that's what boldness is, standing in the gap as someone navigates what's next. So personally, I would say eight, uh, and I'm saying eight because, you know, I still, you know, am wanting to date. I'm not dating, but, oh you know, I'm, I have a lot of stuff going on, finishing, you know, the doctorate. And, you know, I like to have my booty rub, you know, every now and then. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm very available, so shoot your shot, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm blocking him, <laughs> Wait, wait, so my bruh, he is so protective. So I was in, well, I've been in a lot of places, but I was just in Mexico in January. Jesus Christ. He be sending me text messages, get off of Instagram. <laughs> what the fuck what? are you exactly doing? That. I didn't really, he, and he literally said, what? Tamara, uh -uh, stop. He said, no, stop this shit right now. <laughs> stop it, right? So I'm, I'm me, ma. Right, me, what are you doing? And I'm like, Living I, my life. I'm doing a thing called what I want. So, um, yeah, I love that. I, every time you say that, like, that's the goal. That's the objective. Mm -hmm. Doing that thing called what I want. Yeah. That is the goal. It is pretty sexy, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. And that starts with a mindset, right? It, and that's why I started there, right? And, and then not only if that's for everybody, every day. Start so so if you don't have a daily routine, if you don't have a mantra that you land on, get one. And even if you're not certain of how you want it to start, pick some lyrical content from your favorite song, a poem, a Bible verse, something, and then begin developing your own. We live in a very noisy world. We do. Very noisy world. The first thing these kids are doing is they're picking up this glass device before they're brushing their teeth, washing their face. Talk the, about it, Carter. Uh, Carter. Princeton. Picking it up, and they haven't even dealt with their minds. So what happens is 
when you haven't put time and space in between that, how do you know if it's real or if it's Memorex? Mm -hmm. And most times they don't. So that's me. What about you, G? Yeah, follow up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, personally, I'm at a about a five, five and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of um, storms mm. that have Speaking been. Speaking of storms, he just bought himself some brand new Tims that he could storm his ass right through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Ahead, I'm sorry. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, but um, yes, just have some storms that I have to weather mm. through. Uh, trying to navigate new situations that I've been involved in. You know, my daughter being oh God. 15. A teenager. Oh God. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Being, being 15 and having to encounter certain situations that mm-hmm. I haven't been encountered with sure. before. So it's like trying to navigate and figure out how to handle these situations and keep a cool head. It's not possible for me. <laughs> you just come into the door with your shotgun. Yeah. He do. I know. You ain't even got to tell me. <laughs> so, so per, like, like I said, personally, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, professionally, uh, with school and everything, <sighs> This semester, I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's that last stretch. Yeah. That it's just, it's like, damn, I just want this to be over with. Say it again. <laughs> it's okay. You know? And um, and then just doing doing this, you know, being, being here, creating, being around like-minded people mm-hmm. keeps me motivated. Mm. It keeps me going. Indeed. You know, because it is a, it keeps my brain just operating and knowing that this is this is good for me. This is this is right for me, you know. And then whenever I talked about it last week on the last pod I did, every time there's a video out, I'm always getting feedback, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yo, love it, love mm-hmm. the set, love what y'all talking about, love everything, love the conversations, everything, mm-hmm. you know." And anytime I get those, you know, I'm Obviously, I'll let Chuck know because he's the one that is behind, you know, I'm the visionary, but he's the one that puts it. That's the ambiance. Yeah. So that's. Shout out to you, Chuck. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, and then mentally, mentally because of the storms, I'm at that five. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just try to try to stay positive, be around a lot of positive energy. Because I, I know that if I don't be around that, it's just going to sink me down. Sure. So I always got to have a knucklehead with me. <laughs> I always got to have, always got to have. Tamara met you today and she already got something on you. Just, yeah. You know, always got to have my team with me. That, that kind of keeps me, mm-hmm. keeps me sane, keeps me on the right path. So. So that's that's, dope. that's where I'm at right now. That's dope. And that's the importance of trying, right? So, um, you know, Fred and I was kicking it, you know, about it um, earlier today. 
95% of our success is tethered to who's around us, right? Mm -hmm. Holding us up, holding us accountable, but also holding space for us because we will encounter storms. That's life. Mm -hmm. No one's going to go without encountering, you know, a storm or two or three, but then your team, your tribe, your squad keeps you held down and keep you anchored in your truth. Right. So, no, I'm here for you. I had a 15-year-old, too. Uh-uh. Like, Jante. Oh, God. I got yeah, that's all. That's all. <laughs> At least we only got to do once. <laughs> that's all you need to do. Just, you, you got some time. Right. Listen, you got some time. So. Listen, listen. Okay. Well, just think about it like this. <laughs> my, my I've been through it, so now when it happens to you, I'm, you can laugh at me. No, I just I, I'm, that me, like, I'm that phone. I'm that phone call away. You gonna be like, what you gonna do, nigga? I ain't gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Like, First that. thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you. Put everything away. Put all, <laughs> put all weapons away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's straight yeah. out the gate. And yeah. that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. That's I, the yeah. truth. I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I just don't. Well, you have you have a little time. You do. You have a little time. Okay, all right. You do. Yeah, you my, yeah I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I have a four-year-old who thinks she's 21. And she literally. is literally, in my mind, the prettiest girl I've ever she in my life. She is I love her. Like, everything about her. And Chloe is right there, right? Chloe's my youngest daughter. These two already, already are like just plucking my nerves, like just with stuff. They are like already... You know, like there's this new movie that just came out on Disney. It's called uh, Turning Red. Oh, I saw some of it right? yesterday. With the, the, it's a. The panda uh, bear business. Right, right. My daughter loves this movie. You know why she loves it? She loves it because the daughter ends up defending herself against her mother. <laughs> Sierra was like, oh, Really? <laughs> it sounds just like Sierra too. Oh, really? And Carter's like, "Yeah, mom. Yeah, this is me." I was like, "Lord." I had a Cosby moment. It's like <laughs> Carter's getting ready to be skinned alive. Man, listen, and and then here go Coco. Coco looking at her like, <laughs> "I'm over here." <laughs> and then I have Princeton. And Prince, Princeton, listen, he, Princeton, emotionally, is like me. Very sensitive. Pays attention to everything, right? But he's also like Charles, where, like, Princeton can get in a bag and stay in it. He'll stay there. And... I don't, I don't know if Charles ever shared this with you. <laughs> uh oh. But when Charles is like in a bag, there's certain things that he, certain indicators that he lets everybody know that he's in a bag, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, like he Your plays. Signs. He plays a certain. He plays certain music, right? He's on a game. Door is closed. Like he's focused. Short, short answers. Biddy reminds me of him like that. Because when Biddy's in a bag, 
Biddy, can you go? No. <laughs> you wouldn't even finish the sentence. I'd be like, Biddy, come here. No, you're not my best friend no more. I'm like, just kills me. I'm like, oh, Biddy, what? what? And then, but then, but then he'll go in his room, and then you'll hear the iPad. And the iPad, you you'll hear certain things playing on the iPad. I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's in a mood right now. <laughs> you gotta let it, just let it breathe for a little <laughs> bit. Let it, let, it some, let it get it some air. And he's three. <laughs> that's what I'm. That, that's the that that part. And like he's that three. Part. He's oh. three. Wow. You're dealing with. Five, I'm gonna have to deal with three of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Three of them. Look, that ball gonna be gray. <laughs> my ball head. That's gonna be gray. It's gonna be gray. <laughs> I ain't got no hair, the, so the head's just gonna turn. The ball gray. gonna be gray. My whole beard's gonna be silver. I'm gonna be looking like a silverback gorilla. Look at that silver fox. So, yeah. But. So anyway. So. Are we ready to get into it? Yeah, what man. You got? That, that's us. That's In our In the meantime, in. between For time. the love of, here we are, baby. Yes. You thank you. Thank you again. This and is going to we, be... we ready. We ready to chop out some stuff. What are we talking about today, Chi? Okay. Well, recently, um, recently, Netflix released a trilogy, Kanye. I hope it's better than that shit that you just showed us on that phone over there. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that is some next level shit. I... No. Tamara, you can't even. I'm not. No. We won't even show no. Tamara. Mm -mm. Nope. We so won't even no. show Tamara. Tamara be like, nah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Kick me out. Kick me out. Kick me out. Oh. <laughs> no. Is that, is that, what? Oh. No. Ow. Yeah, that's the next level stuff. Anyway, next level. But go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Kanye. Kanye. Genius. Yes. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, that was the name of the Netflix special. Okay. Um, Three parter documenting. Uh, pretty much his rise to fame, glory, whatever you want to refer to it as. Mm -hmm. But it was very in-depth. Like, it really told and showed a lot of who Kanye is. Who he was and what he transformed into. That's what I kind of so, so, got into. Okay. It. Now, folks, I don't mean to cut Charles off. Cause I'm gonna let him lead this, right? That was my Kanye moment, right? That was my <laughs> come up on the stage. You won't deserve it. Yeah, but um, no, Tamara hasn't seen it, right? Nah. So we have to educate. Tamara. So they're bringing me along for the ride, right? Yes. So that's what a tribe and a team does. So yes, <laughs> back to you, Chief. So what? What did you, Fred? What What did you take from it? Well, wait for before we get into that. Okay. Um, the span, like so, um, it's span, pretty, it, it started when, when to when, like how many years of his life as he was. It you know, started. It started off when he was trying to get signed. Okay, so um, approximately what, maybe a year or ninety nine, two thousand, ninety nine, two thousand, and then it went all the way until when current day. Yeah. Present okay. day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Present. Present. So about nineteen yeah. twenty years. Yeah. They covered. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because it's unseen footage. Because he had his, I don't want to consider him his best friend, but it was one of his close friends that was documenting his, just everything his that journey. they were doing. Yeah. Okay. You know, so documented all that, showed him going into like Def Jam Rockefeller, doing all those things, and then just showed his 
his grind, mm-hmm. you know, how he really was an artist, but before he could like get into the rap scene, he was just like, yo, let me create these beats. Mm. Okay. Because so he realized say- that was a way to get his foot in sure. the door because at the time his style of rap wasn't really going to catch people's attention. And okay. also that was like his kryptonite because he was only known as a producer. Mm-hmm. Kanye could rap. So him trying to pitch to Dame and Rockefeller like, yo, like I'm a rapper. You know, and they're looking at him like, no, you're a producer, rapper. He's like, no, I'm a rapper. He's yeah, like, that's... He's like, I'm a rapper. People like, people kept saying beats. that. Yeah, Fuck people beats. kept saying I like... I'm a rapper. He's like, put me in a category with the rappers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so, um, one of my highlights of the doc is when he... Um, when he let Pharrell... And the Neptunes listened to Through the Wire for the Mm. first time. Mm. And you see the raw reaction Mm -hmm. of Pharrell. Like he never heard it before. He did did, at this point, he didn't even know that Kanye rapped. Right, because he's getting everybody still packing him. He just heard the beat. And so he's like, you know, he's listening. He's like, hold on, this is you? This this is you? You this sure? is you? And he's like, yeah, this is me. And like at the end of the song, Pharrell was so overwhelmed, he left the studio and walked mm-hmm. out and was just like, yo. He's like, that's the flyest shit I heard in my life. He's like, that, he's like, you're my favorite rapper now. Wow. Like gave him the cosign. Now here's another hidden gem for those uh, that follow Kanye and was actually listening or watching the doc. During this time when he recorded his first album, mm-hmm. he didn't have any studio time. Yeah. Rockefeller didn't pay for no production on his first album. So then how did he produce it and where did he produce so it? So what he did was when he would have sessions with other artists, mm. he would do his after. Do his right after. Okay. Or he would he would have to ask like so day he met Pharrell, right, in the studio. Pharrell was doing something with Ludacris. Mm-hmm. And he asked Pharrell, hey, can I borrow Ludacris for 10 minutes? Right? Can I get some studio time from you? So he's borrowing mm. studio time mm. from different artists. Right, right, right. Right? And mostly, he produced his, his album in a hotel. In his hotel. And he had, just like how we have a setup here, he had a sound setup in his hotel, right? He did when he created Jesus Walks. That's mm-hmm. a story in itself, mm-hmm. because it's like three different videos, three mm-hmm. different music videos for Jesus Walks. Right? But and there's a story about it. I'm gonna right? say, but you also got to take, you also got to talk about how he he wanted Scarface to get on. Scarface was originally supposed to be on Jesus Walks. No what? And he passed on it. Scarface was like, yo, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like this. Well, because what do you think that Scarface said he couldn't do anything because it was too enormous and he really couldn't kind of get it? It he's was different. Know. Right. So do you feel it's like it different. was just too enormous for him to be able to wrap his mind around? I don't know. Like, he really didn't articulate it. He was just like, yo, this is some next level shit. Like, I've never seen a rapper who can rap and create lyrics look flustered. 
like how Scarface looked flustered. Like Scarface just is like, yo, this is the dopest shit I've heard. Like, and he just listened to a beat. Mm. He's like, yeah, I, I can't. And then they show Hove, right? Mm-hmm. And that whole process. And you see Jay-Z and Kanye going back and forth in terms of ideas, and Kanye is being mentored, mm-hmm. right? And you see Jay like, no, nah, you got to bring your octave up like this and then come down like this and do this and do that, you know? And you see Kanye in the booth, and he's trying to get the sound right, and Jay is in there like, like he's like a painter. Mm-hmm. And he's like crafting, he's sculpting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how he wants Kanye to sound. But it's best for Kanye. Mm. You can keep your content, keep your lyrics, but make the sound right, right, like right. this. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was just like, that whole session in itself was just like, wow, this is the creative process for Kanye on this album, right? On his first album, this is the creative process. Mm-hmm. They showed the photo shoot with him and the bear, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because originally there wasn't a bear. Right, it was just Kanye amongst a bunch of graduates, and all the graduates have cap and gowns on, mm-hmm. but he just has on like a po- like polos. I mean, and a book bag, just looking up like. So how did the bear come about? Did it, they talk about he that? He never really. He never. About it. He never really did. He just, it's just something that just happened. You know what I mean? But that the first two episodes. I got the most out of like because it was it was like that was the Kanye that like I I liked I was like this Kanye right here the pure genius not, it's not even in terms of the uh, the person itself but the the genius behind right. it, the creativity I was like yo that is what made Kanye right mm-hmm. that is what made Kanye the the grind he 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 was like 17, 16, in Chicago, making beats for no ID, well, no ID, who was a producer and a DJ mm-hmm. in Chicago, helped to create Kanye and taught Kanye how to make beats, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kanye just took it from there. And that was orchestrated by his mother, Donda. Donda was like, yo, no ID. I need, he's like, I need for you to put this man and teach him how to make beats. Wow. Donda supported his vision. Like, you you really, and I, we talked about this. We all know how important Donda was to Kanye. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this really gives you a visual. This, this gives you, this shows how much. It shows where he gets a lot of his confidence from. Because she installed a lot of confidence in him. She says something to him that hit my core. And I had to pull it because I quoted. Please share. I already know where you're going. She told him. I already know where you're going. She said, the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. That's what she kept telling him. That's it. That's it. He doesn't know that he's a giant. Mm. Everybody else sees the giant but him. Mm. That's good. That's good. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I just needed that to, you know, to love on me for a moment. Like, I like, but, and when she said it to him, he was even like, 
Like he was taken back. Like he was kind of like, like mom, mom. So, so since I didn't again see it, and and you know we all know Kanye, and, and I instantly think about with that comment, and then Macy Gray saying, "Make Kanye great again." Do you believe that was part of him coming undone? Since we talked about, you know, personally, not personally, mentally. Do you believe that the death of his mother oh, yeah. is a part of him coming undone? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because when Donda, what they showed in the documentary also is that when she passed, there was a shift. Mm-hmm. Right. And the person that was recording it, what was his name? Cootie. Cootie, right? Cootie and Kanye. And there was another guy. They were like, GK. right. They were like this, mm-hmm. right? Very close. And he recorded countless hours of footage throughout the early years of Kanye, right? Because mm-hmm. Kanye made it a point, yo, record all of this. Mm-hmm. Because he knew. Like sure. when mm-hmm. like he like he made Cootie come into the dentist. Yeah. Mm. Where he had to get the button, yeah. Like and recorded it. Even the dentist, the dentist was like, "You're not supposed to be recording this," but it was like, "Okay, like, yeah, right. you know." But so when Donda passed, Cootie made a statement where he was like, "Yo," he was like, "I don't think Kanye was ever really allowed to grieve because he was so pressed into work. Like he hid, he ran and hid and took shelter and refuge behind his work." And and because of that, it began this transformation where, like, I don't want to think about my mother. I don't want to think about Donda. I don't want to think about this loss. Mm-hmm. I just want to make her proud. Mm-hmm. And so he got lost in that, right? Mm-hmm. And there were c- certain casualties. Friendships were gone. Mm-hmm. He started hanging out <clears throat> with a new crowd of folks, a whole new crowd of creatives. And obviously, financially, it was towards his benefit. But he lost certain things that you can't buy. Mm, absolutely. Right? And I also think that what happened with Kanye is that he was exposed to certain people that Cootie and them, I think, protected him from. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, like, one thing about being a creative is that you keep an open mind on everything. Defer judgment. You know what I mean? But there's reasons why you don't tap that well. Right. Don't go over, nope, don't go over there. I know your mind. Mm-hmm. Don't go over there. He went there. He went to places where he wasn't supposed to go. And I think with that, it kind of fucked up his mental state. I'm saying. So now do they go, you know, talk about some of those places that you believe that, you know, possibly, you know, um, impacted him mentally where, although, you know, he's still a genius, we know that, Again, through the rants, through all of the things that they we've talk, seen, they, they show the rants. They show um, you know, all he stuff. was on that it impacted him. You know, in this negative light. I don't think they ever really showed because I think immediately when when Cootie said when Donda passed, he was like, people. He was like, people know Kanye, but they, I don't think people we're going to understand who the Kanye we know is. Mm. 
Mm. Right? So, to me, that tells me that they knew that Kanye already had, like, some issues. Right? Mm. Like, he was... I think the mother contained... Mm. She kept him grounded. Mm. Mm. The mother kept him grounded. Right? But when the mother was gone... Now there he's was no untamed. protection. There's no. It's it's like a it's like a wild and trying to domesticate a wild animal, mm-hmm. right? And then finally, Donda, being the person that kept him domesticated and grounded, is gone. So now she's not there. He's, and he's out in the like, wild, and he's out in the wild. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just out here. This is right. who I really am, right? So 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 to that, do you, do you believe that? who we see now and who we are exposed to in terms of that side of him, is that really who he was and his mother knew it and she just, again, kept her arms around him as, you know, parents do because they see that there's something different about my child. There's something that, you know, I need to be able to say, okay, I need to protect you from this because you don't have the tools right now to be able to deal with the enormity of... I I totally agree. And I think even despite these 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 shortcomings that Kanye has you know and speaking very sensitively when it comes to mental health absolutely like absolutely but with her knowing how sensitive that Kanye is mm-hmm. it still did not stop her from boasting about his majesty well you know well, like yeah, like every absolutely. given moment like every given moment she is like praising Kanye every given moment like you like you don't realize how present she was it's not like Kanye was in a different city and you know Donda she, was in Chicago he would fl- like he would fly from LA to Chicago get his mother take her to New York go on a show and she would be right there. Like, remember when they had Death Poetry Jam? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Donda was right there. You know, audience, mm-hmm. yeah. She was right there. And then right afterwards, like, they're walking down 42nd Street, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Taking it's nothing. It. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, my God, Kanye, like, uh, uh. And she's, like, hyping him <coughs> up. Yeah. Like, she's, she's turning around, letting everybody know all this stuff, like, saying every, like, boasting him up. And, like, you know, it... It really did show a lot for for me, you know, show, seeing that dynamic, seeing that relationship, seeing how much she loved her son, you know, seeing how much she was like, yo, like, no matter what, you are, you're great. Despite whatever people may not want to get you signed, like, you're not signed or anything, doesn't matter, because you're still great, like, you were still going to be great no matter if you get signed or not. It just makes me wonder, like, if Donda was still alive, how would that, like, would Kanye even be this Kanye? Mm-mm, I don't, I don't from, think so. What, exactly, I don't believe I mean, like, so would either. Would he even be this? He would, would Donda, not. Would Donda even support the marriage of... No, because I don't think that he would even be... Right, because his path would have been completely different. Yeah. He would have still been Kanye. Kanye, great and dynamic and the genius Kanye, but his headspace would have been different is what I'm hearing. And then it, it and then that path probably, it, the path wouldn't have presented itself, right? Because 
our life plays out, right? And, and these things come into our space for us to deal with them. And because to the point he didn't have the opportunity to, you know, properly mourn, mourn the death of his mother, Donda. And then he ended up in these other places and the wonderment of then and not being able to do what really put his arm around it and deal with it and deal with it in a way that was going to be best for him mentally, physically, psychologically, and all that encompasses him. Then he come into contact with other individuals, right? It's, man, it's crazy because one, the one, an afterthought that I had about the documentary was I was thinking about like how the industry, especially when you become successful, successful in the industry meaning like you're bring, you're pouring in money. Sure. The shit that you're exposed to, mm -hmm. how easy and how accessible things are. Right. Right. Like it's like you ever wonder like when you you go to the Oscars or the Grammys and stuff like that, you know, and they're all dialed up and stuff. Have you ever asked, like, what happens before they get to the red carpet or what happens after, mm -hmm. like, they receive an award? Do you know what happens? There is, like, a, a little suite or lounge area, mm -hmm. right, where there is, like, the Louis Vuittons and the Pradas and up-and-coming artists and designs and stuff are giving these people mm -hmm. shit for free. Mm -hmm. But it's not just pro it's not just merchandise. Drinks, mm -hmm. drugs, everything, right? Everything that you want mm -hmm. for free. I'm saying it just makes me appreciate the fact that, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I dodged the bullet. <laughs> but, but, and then that's, and that's where, again, I'm elated that, you know, she, you know, asked us to tap in, right, to share where we are professionally, personally, but then more importantly, mentally. We've seen numerous individuals, athletes, we've seen numerous individuals, actors and actresses, um, you know, people that have money, you know, come into or that grew up with money and not be able to handle the enormity of all of that freedom. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's just talk. You have to have your head on because the pressure is real. Oh, no, we'll just try this. Oh, no, just try this. Oh, no, just try this. And being able to stand in your own space and be like, you know what? I know me. I ain't a real drinker. All right? I'm a kindergartner, right? <laughs> I need to have some, you know, some orange juice and some lemonade and some stuff in there to wear down. Brown? What? Mm -mm. I can only do one at a time. Yes. And then I've had, again, three drinks is my limit. You have to know your limit, but that's, again, to met no says. Socrates, thyself thou must know. If you can't master yourself, you can't master anything else. But I think Kanye knows who he is now. And, may, and, and, and guess what? I believe that there's a part of that is true as well, but I think some of the things that maybe he do know about himself, he hasn't been able to properly, not necessarily contain, but properly really use it as an outlet for you know you know who hmm. i just all right the Anne frank project right yes Buffalo state right sure you ever heard of joseph campbell's the hero's journey of course i love the Listen, hero's journey the hero's journey is a cycle 12 steps broken into four stages right 
And it's a it's a it's a it's a cycle where a person goes from a a mindset of or a circumstance where things are not unreal things are not realistic, mm-hmm. right? So, like, say you want to go to college, right? Right? And we already know your story about college, right? We should tap into that. But we will. It goes from someone who doesn't want to go to college because the environment around them is saying, no, don't go to college. No, you don't deserve that. No, don't do that, right? But then you have college itself telling you, no, come on. It's, it's greener on the other side. Come on, right? So finally, the person steps into this and goes to college. And then when they go to college, right, these barriers or these guardians that were telling you, no, don't go there. No, don't do this. No, don't do that. No, 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 right? They're gone, but now you're met with new levels and new devils, right? So now you're in college, and you're in a space where um, these new levels and new devils, they provide resistance. And now you're in a catch-22 because you're like, you know what, I don't know if college is for me. Yo, college, I don't know if I could do this class stuff. Yo, I don't know if I could do this. And now you're trying to convince yourself to opt out, to quit. But once you get past that, now it's like you're conquering, right? Like you're you you got past the deep the deep trenches, and now you see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? So now you conquer, you achieve, you become this this scholar, this student, this graduate. You become this, right? And you achieve just to go right back, and now there's another thing you got to conquer. So it's a constant cycle. That's Kanye made just made me think about the hero's journey. Because Kanye, when we first started, Kanye, 17, 16, 18-year-old Kanye, he's in the beginning stages, and there's all these guardians saying, you can't be a rapper. Mm. You can't be this. Mm-hmm. Stick to producing. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. And then finally, what does he do? He defeats the odds. He produces his own album. He ends up stealing other people's studio times, and now he ends up becoming this rapper. Right. But now he becomes this rapper, and now he's exposed to new levels and new devils. Well, right. yeah, that, that's um, in the atonement stage, right? So it's the first we all receive the call, right? right? We all receive a call into our greatness, into our genius, right? Not everybody accepts the call, but when you accept the call, you have to separate. Gotcha. So, right, there's the separation, and in that separation, there's the narration of, oh, my goodness, I'm here now. Do I really have, you know, what it takes for me to be able to be this genius, right? Then we go from that stage, well, yeah, of course you do. Then it is the atonement, right? So we have to atone. You have to walk through this dark cave by yourself. You can't take Donda with you. You can't take your mother, your father. You can't take Chi with and you. While you're and, walking, you, and while you're walking right. this, people are going to start being like, yo, you act different. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, and then in the the allies, and then sometimes those individuals that seem to be your foe ultimately are your allies and your things, and their allies you believe are they actually the converse, and then you get past that atonement, and then you return to the projects, as I like to call with the elixir, because you were able again to make again amends for it, and then yes, it's look out, and it it just you keep going something else. So it's dope. it really made. Now I'm thinking about you. Really good. I'm thinking about you now. That's a whole different conversation. That is like it's, it's, it's it is, but it isn't. 
You'd be surprised. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it is, when you said it's whole different, like it's different oh, conversation. Okay, I'm okay. saying it is, but it isn't because mm-hmm. this goes into my love hate that I have for him. Mm. Yeah, I have a love hate relationship with Kanye. Because. But mine's is different though. Mine is different. Mine is different. This whole podcast we, is about to be about Kanye. It's do not, we, it's do we have like time? It. It's about to be. Do we have time? Um, it's been an hour. <laughs> we got a few more minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few move. more minutes. This whole and then, the, yeah, this is it, just Kanye. Go ahead, go. <laughs> Kanye is the one artist that I feel like I can relate to the most. Not Joe Button. Say more. No. Not T.I.? No. Say more. Not Eminem? No. Say more. Wow. Wow. Which is why I have this love-hate for him. Go ahead. Because I see... I'm intrigued. Because, remember, the quote. Yes. The giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. nothing. Right. Got that. Caught it. Everybody, everybody told Kanye, can't rap, can't be a producer. Or you, you, you're just a producer. Mm-hmm. A teacher said what to my mom? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Now, I'm going to let you share that. <laughs> that makes me pissed because I have a similar story, too, that my mother shared with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let you share that. Go ahead. So teacher okay. once told our mother, I wouldn't amount to nothing. College, he might not college. Was uh, a white woman? I, I couldn't. She would tell you who it was? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't. We will have to get her here. You know, as a social scientist and as an educator, you know I'm always thinking. But again, because they're, they're studying, but nonetheless. Okay, so uh, one of your former teachers. So what that did was is that that hindered me. And so she said this to your mom. She didn't say it to you. No, but... And then your mom shared it with you. Yeah. Okay. But it it put a... Put those weights on me. It put weights on me. It put a shackle on, my, mm-hmm. on me where anything that I may want it to do, I never did because that always played in my head. Mm-hmm. For example... Migdala. Mm-hmm. I teach that. Arguably the fastest person that you know. I'm arguably the fastest person. He can attest. Like, in terms of like running, like yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> you thought you could beat him. You got smoked. Charles has long legs. Charles got smoked. Okay, so you so I hear you wanting to run. Did you want to run track? Everybody wanted me to run track. Yes. Everybody in the world could have been an Olympian. Wanted me to run. I actually told Vanessa one day. It was the last. It was the last Olympics that Usain Bolt ran. Mm. We was watching it. It was me, her, and my mom, watching it. Looked at Vanessa. I said, "I could have beat him." She's like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, I could have beat him." My mom looks at me and was like, "We could have been there." We could have, I could have been in the crowd cheering, cheering you on. Me too. <laughs> but because of that teacher, 
it held me back. Putting that pain there, man. It never. I never thought that I could ever reach a pinnacle of success because of that. And it really just held me down for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Until one day, fed up with working where I was working, had a breakdown in my car, called my mom, broke down. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's time. It's time. Stop running. Mm. Next day, he shows up mm-hmm. with a folder with all these programs for ECC and highlighted ones that he thought I would want to be a part of. Week later, I'm at his house applying. And and that was that was a struggle. <laughs> that was a struggle bus. <laughs> that was a you your helmet and your knee pads on <laughs> man cause he's just like what am I doing now what is this why am I doing I don't want to do this I'm like yes you do just do it so was it so <laughs> inquiring minds want to know right in the meantime <laughs> right was it in the back of your mind you knew you wanted, so you you know you're telling your brother, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. But was that your defense mechanism pro- protecting you from possibly failure and not getting it wrong? Yeah. Man, I have a, I have a some of a story too. My mother just shared this with me. So when I was in the seventh grade, and you know seventh grade, that's when you start applying for high schools yeah. in Buffalo, right? Yeah. What are the top three high schools that they tell you to apply for in Buffalo? Well, it depends on who's talking. Hutch Tech. City Honors. City Honors. And McKinley. And McKinley. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I want to perform. I want to go to performing arts. Art. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, let's make that happen. So I put together like a portfolio. I go in for an audition. Mm-hmm. I remember. And they sit me down in a room amongst a group of other perspectives. And it was like, draw that chair. Drew the chair. Right? You know, raw talent, you know. And then I'm in an interview with this white lady. Looks like a gypsy queen, right? She has like the the scarf on and all the different kind of mood rings and stuff, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And she was like what artists do you know? I remember the book. What artists do you know? I said, besides myself, like, what do you mean? She was like, who made this painting? She put a picture in front of me and said, who, who, who did this painting? I don't know. Hmm. Am I supposed to know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she put another picture. Who did this? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I could draw it though. All right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, she asked me those two questions. She's like, okay, you can leave, right? So I leave. We get a letter saying your son was not accepted in the performing arts. My mother calls, and my mother's like, who is the lady who said that my son? And so she calls, and the lady says, well, you know, 
we didn't accept your son because he didn't perfect the things that we're looking for. She was like, well, what are you looking for? She was like, well, you know, certain techniques he didn't perfect. She was like, you told him to draw a chair and he drew it in front of you. You've seen his portfolio. His portfolio is better than most of these kids in here. And you know what she said? She told my mother, well, he's not good enough. But he can join the our choir. He can go to school for singing. And my mother, my mother literally, like, she just shared me. I, the only part of the story I knew was the fact that I didn't know the painters. She didn't share all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how crippling that was to my Confidence mm-hmm. as a young man who's like 12, 13 mm-hmm. years old, who all he wants to do is draw, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with you. Like, you know, you have somebody, you're graduating, and someone tells you, oh, he ain't going to be shit. He can't do this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now it, 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 it sticks like glue to your psyche. There's a thing called the amygdala where it stores like all these crises and all these pains and every time that something comes up you always are reminded of this pain mm-hmm. and right. it prevents you from moving forward right it's the neg- it's a constant negative narrative right right so mm-hmm. i understand because and it's funny because two brothers both had traumatic experiences like that that kind of prevented us up until now mm-hmm. to move forward with gifts Sure. That we have, right? So in relation to Kanye, what is the... Par- what's the... Right, so you love him, and then you hate him. Yeah, because it's just like I, I can relate to his his journey. I can relate to a lot of things that he has gone through, always being looked over. You know, like, you may... You may know why, or you may not know why, every time I hear Big Brother, I get emotional. Because if you listen to the lyrics of Big Brother, it literally speaks to how I feel about you. Oh, shit. You're going to make me listen to this damn song right now. My big brother. I'm going to listen to this with a different ear now. Yeah. My big brother is who, who I always inspire to be. Oh, come on, Charles. Don't, don't I know, do this. right? We don't, we don't do this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut the camera off? Don't do this right now. Let me punch this nigga in the face. Right <laughs> uh, uh, uh. No, but, but no, ahead. but I'm serious. Real. It's it's that song. It's it's Hey Mama. Oh yeah, Hey Mama's a great. Like song. I listen to that, and every time I listen to it, I get I break down. You know, because in the chorus, he tells her, "I promise you, I'm going back to school." And I kept telling my mom, because she kept every time job opportunities come this time, she'd be like, go to school. You need a degree. And I always, all right, I got you, I got you. Promise, I'm I'm going, I'm going. When I received my diploma from ECC, I gave it to her. Mm -hmm. I said, this is yours. Because you t- you you never gave up, mm. you know. Donna never gave up on Kanye. 
Right. So that's the love. That's the love. That I don't want to call it hate it's, for him. It is a strong emotion. But, but the dislike is because I can, in a sense, see or understand his pain. In a sense, because like I feel people's pain. I'm, I'm an empath. It naturally happens. So when I see the stuff that he's doing, and it's like you can look at him and you can just tell he's lost. I think back to that interview. I think back to the interview that he did when he was back in Chicago for the first time at the radio station when that, when that woman was in the studio with him pouring her heart out like you are our hero yeah I remember you were that. our hero and she started breaking down and Kanye, you could just see Kanye had this look on his face where he was like cause that that was when he was that was that was right around the MAGA that was right around wearing the MAGA with, with hat the, that's when all Kanye that started like Macy yeah. Grace made Kanye great right Okay. But when you when I watched that and I seen it, I was just like So was he stoic? Did he feel was he looking like he didn't care? Was something he, was, was, something, was something snapped something snapped in his brain where it was like, damn. Like I was like Donda talking to him. Right. Mm. It was like What would Donda say if she was disappointed to Kanye? And all of that came out. Like that it's kinda it's, it's kinda like this. There's times where if, if I'm talking to somebody and it's like a real passionate conversation I'm having with somebody, I literally feel a spirit come down and jump inside my body. And then my spirit is out and I'm watching this conversation mm -hmm. take place. Okay. So that's what I feel happened. I feel like the spirit of Don that came into this woman mm -hmm. and spoke to Kanye and Kanye seen Don and was like, oh my God, like, this is, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Because prior to that, Kanye was trying to come with all kinds of excuses as to why he did this and why he said this and why he's supporting this. And she shut all that shit down with just pure, like, authentic emotion and reaction. And it was literally after, now I'm thinking about it, after this documentary and how Donda was as a person, as a woman, as an advocate, as an ally for Kanye... I can, you can only imagine how she would re, how she would have reacted to Kanye with all these antics mm -hmm. that he pulled. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, mm -hmm. sure. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I can agree as far as that's concerned. I, I'm learning. A, I've known this. I've known this <laughs> man <laughs> all his life. All his life, and I'm learning so much other shit. Look at that. In the meantime, well, who know? In the meantime, in between time, meantime. you know. So yeah, that's that's dope. So, mm. I, I guess after everything that we done said about Kanye in this mm -hmm. documentary, what are like some some last captivating thoughts that you might have with regards? Not probably might not. Probably not just might not just be about Kanye, but just about the mental mm -hmm. health about people yeah. of color and space. Um, I think it, one of the things that I, I think about, or I am thinking about in this in this moment, is how important 
having the right people around you is, how important it is for us to have that tribe, that squad, that team, brothers, sisters, extended family that really hold not only you up but hold you accountable and don't validate your bullshit, right? So the way, you know, again, your mother told yo, okay, I'm going to let you run for a little while, but you're going to keep coming back to center, right? Mm-hmm. Keep coming back to center. And then she just told you that last time, it's time to stop running. And what a metaphor that was because you're the fastest cat we know, right? Thinking about all the, again, the connection with that. And then your brother showing up, guess what? Here's the legwork. Boom. Only thing you have to do is just make a decision, zero in and pick. It's important. And sometimes for us in our communities, if we don't have, again, the tribe, the squad, the mother, the brothers to do so, seeking help professionally, there's nothing wrong with that. We have to get past this idea that getting on our knees and in the Bible is the only way for us to heal the things that are literally killing us, literally killing us inside. And that's the thing that, um, you know, I think about and I think about, you know, the stories that both you and she shared about Kanye and his old crew and his mother, how it really seemed as though they were the ones that always had his back. And before we were um, started the segment, I said it, meant, it reminded me of Mike Tyson and when he had, you know, the trainer, you know, the man who That's was his model. father, mm-hmm. his father figure, right? Then he got big and then he moved and got a new spot and he just, again, started coming undone. When we have the right people in our circles holding us up, holding us accountable, but not, again, co-signing all the things that are not good for us, those are the things that really make the difference. Now, Kanye is already genius. Kanye is successful. He's going to continue to be successful. He's going to continue to create. He has fans clearly in both of you. However, there's another message also that's tethered to it that we might not be paying attention. Oh, well, that's just Kanye. Oh, that's just Kanye. Okay, that might be, but in what ways, how might we get him some help? I remember um, listening to... Um, I was in the A and one of the radio stations and he had a, had a meltdown, right? He was on ranting and stuff. Kim would let him to the baby's party, right? Right. right. One of the last ones. I just want to go. I want to be and did it and, and back and forth. And it just sound for me just to hear some of it. And I'm not steeped in Kanye the way that you all are. It was painful as a mother, as a black woman. It was painful. And then, you know, thinking about, okay, all of the rhetoric, some of it might be empty that's connected to that conversation. And because Kanye is Kanye, they're probably, I don't know how many people is really insisting upon him. Time out. No, we not doing anything else until you get right with you. Until you get right with you. Yeah, I think my last thoughts is like you just I just want Kanye to win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want him to win. But I want him to win in the way and in the spirit that Donda wanted. The him right to win. right right and I mean a win you know is mean? a win, but yeah. Because now you look like 
This this behavior is Kanye after the success of his first album, like where everything just started falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like he just showed up to a Lakers game and he had another chick with him. You know, he's like since this divorce. So are they divorced? Is, I, I heard they're not divorced yet. Oh, okay. But since the process has begun, mm-hmm. he's been with like three, four different women, right? And they all kind of remind you and look like him. You know, and he he goes on a these rants on Instagram, and you know he just writes all this stuff, and he's doing threats to people, and you know all this kind of stuff, and I I can't even imagine what it's like to, you know, be a potential divorcee and see you know your wife with and your kids with someone else. I can't even. So she's with somebody else too. Yeah, she's with somebody else right now. Well, I mean. <laughs> no shade. That's the Kardashians for you. <laughs> listen, on to the next. Yes. You Come know, on. The, listen, listen they're a business. Yes. They made it real they, clear. Their mama Chris said, look, you take that video, girl, and we're going to make something. I don't care. You know what? Listen, we rain, are. shower, Ooh, and all. Okay. Come I, on. I, I no, because I, I was about to say, because you just said that, but I don't know if you heard about the backlash that she's been facing, Kim, Mm-mm. because she was giving advice to <laughs> advice? <laughs> yeah, she was giving advice and she was telling women to like pretty much like get off your ass and, and actually put in go, work. Go, go get the work. Yeah. Go get it. Oh. And, 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 then, and, and then you go right back to what was it, two thousand and something? And then people are upset because they're like, You didn't, you didn't put in that. the work. Like you don't know what it's like to work. Nine to five or doing all the stuff that you did. She put in work. It was a different kind of work. She put in that work. (laughs) It was a different kind of work. (laughs) She put in work. She did. Yep. Indeed. And then and and there's and there's the juxtaposition. You know the the juxtapose it right. Um, I think that's part of you know as a woman, um, as a black woman who didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Hell, if the spoon was in my mouth, it probably was a cracked plastic spoon, if I'm being I'm right straight from the getting projects. The, getting the, the lunches, the free lunches. Listen, okay, and didn't even realize until you got into education that that was how they were determining. Yo, they really gave us free lunches in a box. Listen, right, listen. Hey. Like cold bologna and shit. I right know, away, yeah. Right. Um, but <laughs> realizing crazy. that our work or the work for us looks different. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we you know, the, the follow-up to Kim would have been, well, what kind of work are you talking about, sis? <laughs> if we being real, what kind of work are we talking about? So, but that's a whole nother segment in the meantime. So you finish your thought. Yeah, just, uh, you, you want know, them to I win. Just, I just want them to win, but I want them to win in the spirit of Donda. But I, the, 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 pessimist in me thinks that that's long gone but then again you're not a pessimistic but but the optimist the optimistic part of me is like as long as there's a breath in his body right absolutely there's always another try there's always redemption there's Mm -hmm. always another chance another opportunity Mm -hmm. but i just think like again the hero's journey like he's he's back in like this doubting phase where he has these guardians mm-hmm. 
you know, telling him, like, no, don't he go has, there. He has to make atonement. He, he hasn't atoned. And that's where it is. So, you know, so individuals that are showing up as his allies there might not necessarily be his allies. And those individuals that are showing up as his foe who might not really be his foe just disguised as so. That requires us to be real, real clear on who we are and being able to see through, again, the mar, see through the blood, the dust, and the darkness. And maybe that's he's, part yeah, of I where just feel he's, like he's caught in a up. Very, he's in a very dark place. It's clear because when he was around, I was like, "What?" And so my last thing I will say, I was, um, I was on Instagram just you know after posting some stuff and just kind of making sure no one had dropped any comments. And this young lady was showing. Um, she was she's in the marketing space and was showing how to do something, but she used a clip of Kanye and he said he was in the studio and he said, I always knew or always felt like I can do anything I wanted to. I, I can do anything I wanted to do. And from your conversations, it sounded like his mother planted that into him. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I can do anything. What I just you want you to be well, Kanye. I want you to be. But it's great. just it's it. But it's upsetting how the public, social media, the world wants this Kanye, right? Mm. They want this Kanye because this Kanye brings in likes. It brings in it brings in ratings. It brings in money, right? Mm-hmm. Because anytime Kanye is like this, it's entertainment. Right. And it brings forth like a bunch of cameras and notoriety and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? The clickbait. The clickbait. It brings all of that, right? But when Kanye seems to have his shit together. Ain't nobody talking. Ain't nobody like. Everybody likes to see a crash. But but in, 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 in there, again, dare I say it, that's the importance of having the right people around you because yeah. we have to be real. We live in a patriarchal, capitalistic society where it is all about money. And the moment we are okay For the love of, people. of letting individuals use our pain and our darkness for some dollars, time out on us. We right. shouldn't even be watching it. We shouldn't even be liking it. We shouldn't even be sharing it because we understand what's underneath we understand the damage of it because if we tapped out and be like nah that's fucked up no that's wrong he's going through some things and i'm not gonna give it any energy i'm not gonna give it any attention then guess what they do they're gonna find another story but the only reason why they keep coming back to your point is the fact that we are sharing it we are talking about it and we and some people like you said some people want to see you in pain in the crash yeah yeah final thoughts bro I mean, my final thoughts on the whole this whole docu series, this whole conversation is like you said. I just want I just want Kanye to win. You know, I, I want him to. I I don't want to say I miss the old Kanye. Mm. You know, because that's that's cliche to say. Sure. You know, but I just want I want him to to use his gift for the betterment of mm. everyone. Mm. And even himself, especially yes. himself. Yes. Sure. Because 
I think he realizes his impact on people, you know, and I would hope that he realizes that, you know, a lot of people really like, they really fuck with Kanye. Yeah. Like, Saad yeah. Saad is my, Saad's my best friend. Man. You will never man. find a bigger Kanye fan. Never. Than this man. Never. He's a stalker. They put you out there. Because he's kind of like, like how I said, like I can list, like he's got, like, I can relate to him on this level. But there's a lot of things that, like, I know because I've, we've been friends for over 20 years that. Kanye got him through, his music mm. got him through mm. mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. dark times that he was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, that's good. So when, because even, like, he says all the time, he's like, yo, like, that's my man. Like, regardless of I'm, I'm down. how it goes, I'm, down. I'm riding with the shit, but he will call his bullshit. And, and, and that's it. You know, when, when needed to, so. For me, it's not the gift, though. Like, for me, it's mm. not, I'm not paying attention to the gift. I hear that. I'm paying attention to, because the gift benefits everybody, right? Right. Yeah. Like, your gift benefits everybody, right? Your gift benefits everybody, right? Everybody. Gift. Your gift <laughs> benefits everybody. You know what I'm saying? But you made mention it's about the person. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about the, 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 the spirit. Mm-hmm. I want Kanye's spirit to be okay. Right. Because it's not. Yeah. Mm. It's not. So. <laughs> so we spent a good chunk of conversating about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so now we're about to, we're about to take a, a pivot. Okay. Um, Sean Watson. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna keep it very short and simple. Keep it very short and simple with because you know, keep it very short and simple. I'm glad that this brother is not being penalized criminally for all these accusations. What is it? 20, 22? 22. 22. 22 women? Yes. No, 22 cases. 22, 22 cases. cases. 22 oh, I'm I'm happy that he is, you know, not found criminally responsible for any of them. But my man Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Mm. I'll leave that out there. Wow. Jesus. Yo, we might have to let that simmer. We might have to let that simmer. It's crazy how the NFL... It's just, and I, Bill's Mafia. But it is crazy to me how the NFL will overlook killers, domestic violence, rape, all kinds of shit. But as soon as someone with a brain the conscience brings up 
a situation that dealt with police brutality off of people of color. Now and, and 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 the media changes that narrative to oh he doesn't support troops he doesn't support the military he doesn't do and he's debunked all of that and how many years has it been six six years and this man does not have a job in the NFL yet and he is still working he's still working so so. The female, right, in the space, the feminist, and I'm certain we all are feminists. I'm not surprised because when we pull back the layers, women are seen objectified. We are someone's arm candy. We are used for, again, sexual acts and not seen as equal in some men's eyes. And here we have us being in a society where how much money does the NFL, you know, billions. Trillions, probably. Billions of dollars. So the haves, the elite, the upper echelon will not allow anyone to stop their flow of money. It is always about capitalism. And the reason they can sweep it under the rug so nicely or they package it very differently and and give us a different narrative is because the majority of them have done it themselves. Yo. Okay. Did you just hear about Jerry Jones and this deal? Come on. <laughs> Do we need to say more, right? What, so about, what the, about Robert Kraft getting a little... Listen. Wait. And say, Robert Kraft, <laughs> you heard that story twice. Sweep, 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 sweep. And it was on to something else. So they're used to, again, suppressing and denying and telling the truth about what they've done to women. Can we say our governor... Hello. Yes. That listen, white men have been tipping, they've been dipping, they have been objectifying, they have been misogyny is real. That's why it's okay for the NFL to slap individuals on the hand, give them a little fine because there's so much money on the table. There's so much more for them to lose. So the reason why this particular athlete is not going to, again, being charged, right, is going to come down to money, civil case. So they're going to pay the individuals out. They're going to be like, okay, in this clause, you can't say anything. Take your little million to whatever dollar, because again, it might be they, they're thinking it's probably the most money you'll ever receive in your life anyway. And then guess what? It's going to be over. It's going to be over. Juxtaposed to Colin Kaepernick, the moment you call the bullshit out, the moment you call the oppressive, oppressive systemic... Us. Patriarchy, racism, when you call it out, then now you're saying 
you all are the cause of it. We have black and brown men and women dying at the hands of police officers unarmed again, and no one's doing anything. You have these individuals going before courts of their so-called peers and, again, finding them not guilty. And they're all claiming, oh, I was scared for my life. You had the gun. The chick that walked in somebody, the, the brother's um, apartment said she thought it was her own. What the hell? Who walks? Come on. And guess what? We give it airplay. We allow it to breathe. We allow it to have conversation. And we allow it to have some validity. So guess what? There's always a doubt. They always plant doubt in the back of our mind through media, through social media, through this narrative that they've been, what, giving us from the top of time. And now they're thinking, oh, okay. And then, well, how many was it? Um, well, it, it, why was she in his room late at night? Did she have on a short skirt? Did she, what? all of these other things that have nothing to do with nothing. Now, let me say this. I don't believe in, you know, anyone falsely accusing anybody of anything, man or woman. Like, I don't believe in, again, a woman shouldn't put her hand on a man like a man shouldn't put his hand on a woman. I don't believe in any of that. What I don't believe in in is you've violated somebody's personhood that you should be able to walk away and get away with it because you're connected to someone, because you have money, because of your status, because of your being. Now, let's talk about, again, Belinda Gates. She walked away from Bill because she heard, well, part of the clip that I saw. Now, let me say this. I said clip, so it's a soundbite. So don't be trying to come back and be like, she, 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 she. But they asked, you know, was part of the reasoning for the divorce had to do with Epstein, right? Come on. Men have used women's bodies from the beginning of time. Can we say Sarah Bartman? Yeah. White men. Can we say capitalism? A way to make money. Yeah. So now we all are surprised and shocked that these black and brown men are doing the same thing that they see again white men have been doing from the beginning. So, out of all of that, is Deshaun going to get a job again? <laughs> he goes, he's, 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 still, he's an amazing he's still, talent. Oh, he's, Deshaun is still under contract with Houston. No and they already, I believe, they already said that Houston's already now listening to offers. Because contract's up. He's getting traded. I know, I know but that. he wanted to be traded, so let's let's go. Yeah, on. he so, wanted he wanted to get traded. Why did he, he want did. to get traded? Why? Because Houston sucks. Not only that, but why? <laughs> I but think why it did have stuff? something to do with money it has, as well. It has something to do with the history owner too. There it is. It was the history with the owner. The owner, the owner made comments about like the inmates running the asylum. Inmates running the running the prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so then let me say this: I don't believe in what. Um, conspiracy theory but all of a sudden he say yo I want to work for this racist cat and then all of and a sudden the accusations come on come on people all of a sudden yeah. okay so segue I like segue segue into because you brought that up so for the love of y'all didn't y'all y'all don't know about the 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 Chris Brown situation so nope. let me let me put y'all on put me on the Chris yeah. so Breezy. Chris Brown was accused of rape. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Is this, is this recent? We're talking yes, recent. Yes, okay. recent. And okay. he was facing trial and everything. Okay. But Chris happened to still have his phone. And he had text messages, DMs, photos that she was sending him, telling him, All like, the things she wanted to do. How he was the best that she ever had. Like, they had sex. Clearly. And she was, yeah, and she was saying how, oh, best I ever had, this, that, and the third, sending him nudes, sending him all this stuff, and he was not responding. So because he wasn't responding, she retaliated. She retaliated with saying this. So now, once it was clear, once Chris Brown was like, yo, here's my phone, check it. I'm gonna leave that. Check it. I'm gonna leave that. And then they seen it, and they was like, oh, well, your, your accusation is like, Everything seems consensual to me. There's right. no language in there that says, no, I didn't want that. So it leaves Twitter went crazy. I don't know. Twitter went crazy. Twitter was like, yo, like, she needs to be facing charges now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Defamation of character. Yep. You know, she needs to be facing charges. She needs to be tried the same way As he was going to be tried. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 let's so let's say this. Will okay, so segue. So what's your question? Because again, I, I want to put something on the table as well, really quick. No, so when when you had brought that up, it just made me think of that Chris Brown situation mm-hmm. because you know we we have a situation where because like you said that the whole situation with Deshaun, all of a sudden he yelled, "Hey, I want out." They're like, "Oh well, here's all these lawsuits." Chris Brown situation. Oh, the girl's hitting him. Hey, this is, and he's not responding. Oh, you know what? You raped me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 a it's a it's like we live in a you know we live in a very litigious society. Let's just put it again, capital. We live in a litigious society, and like I said, you know, earlier in my comment, I don't believe anyone should be able to or should get away with insulting someone's personhood, attacking them, raping them, sexual assault, or falsely accusing, whether it's the woman or the man. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't believe that a woman should hit a man, and I don't believe a man should hit a woman. So for me, right is right. It's not about who's right. Excuse me, right is right. It's not about who's right. Right is right. And if that's the case, she all the way wrong, and she should. He should be suing her. But the thing that we know, you went back and you brought it up in the earlier segment, he's much more of an entertainment and a clickbait than she is. We don't know who she is. So again, he's the bigger fish. He is the bigger fish. So it was newsworthy when it was supposedly him raping her. But now they realize, yo, she just got mad. She gave up the skins and he ain't hitting her back. What did Lauren Hill tell you? You already told that. You already did that. You're giving up the skins, right, and saying, oh, you know, because he told you he got a little bit of money, right? And I'm going to do it again. Nah, miss me with that. Mm-hmm. Miss me with that. And that's the thing. It's so unfortunate because society and social media, everybody's trying to come up on their 15 seconds of fame. Back Yo. to the comment. Where is your work ethic? Is it laying on your back? whether you're a man or a woman. So again, I'm a feminist, right? There's a whole bunch of male male cats that are doing the same exact thing. Very true. You kn- 
Very where true. is the work ethic? And then not only that, where is the delineation between this fantasy and reality that we live in? Right. Right. Now, I'm not saying that we should be realistic about all things because creativity, you know, when we, again, defer judgment, we're able to be creative. Right. Because if, you know, the Wright brothers were realistic, we probably wouldn't be able to fly over, you know, the oceans and get from one place to the next in hours. I'm not talking about that kind of realistic. I'm talking about the way in which we treat one another, the way in which we lean into this world and take these things just because somebody is able to use a filter, because somebody is able to get a Brazilian butt thing, because somebody's able to, you know, put a little more inches on their pipe. Like we we we're, we we are so enamored, you know, with all of these painted pictures, this no, that's a menagerie. Thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. Yeah, yeah, they stuff. They got stuff for that. Oh God. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a real thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. A- right, absolutely. Yes. Um, so, um, <sighs> you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the, w- the way in which we're treating one another. It goes back for me to humanity. And mm. I think you mentioned something about that. What, what happened to, you know, us being humane beings? individuals that are compassionate individuals that see the best in one another and individuals that offer safe spaces for us just to exist as we are and not always feeling like I have to one up somebody in order for the words, the conversation, the work for it to be important. Isn't it all important? You're not, you, everybody isn't meant to be an Oprah or a Kanye or a Jay-Z or Beyonce or a Chi Fred, you know, Ch- everybody isn't meant. But when you are tapped into your brilliance zone, no one can rock with you because that's what you're supposed to do. So figure out what it is that you're supposed to do and then go do it. And then all of the individuals that are supposed to find you and see your light, they will tap in because you're speaking to them directly. You're speaking that language, right? Influencer. And then half of these influencers aren't really influencers. They just have really dope ass marketing. Like, please. So anybody got some dope marketing, I promise you, I got some fire content. But, again, <laughs> but right. So, again, you have people that are like, oh, my goodness, following people and influencing and influencing. And they're not doing anything but staying in front of the mirror where we're really real creatives for real and creating content and content that helps individuals be better at their craft. But you got to have, again, a whole machine behind you. Yeah. Speaking of machines and you know things behind behind you and stuff like that, yo, they really do that type of shit. Like, they, oh, like there's oh. medication, so I think there's like a pill, and they talk about how to, you know, strengthen and lengthen. And now, now let me say this: I don't know how good of a product it is, right? But. Wait, Charles, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'm going to ask you the same question in a minute, okay? <laughs> I kind of go left. So, like, is any, if, anybody knows the pivot, this. if anybody knows the pivot, right, there is three characters, right? I am the light-skinned guy with the... Oh, you're Shannon Crowder. <laughs> I'm Shannon Crowder. I'm that guy, right? You're Shannon so, Crowder. Well, Charles, would you, date a, would you date a chick that gets, like, prosthetic 
like anything done like right but Brazilian butts Brazilian and, butt, and boobs would you would you date somebody like that how you know he and has then, it and then <laughs> would you date somebody with I'm glad you said that with <laughs> <laughs> so and 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 have would you date somebody who has penis extenders so I don't know if it's necessary like it's not like a like um, like a PVC pipe that you just put on and add to it. Um, you know, there's ways, you know, I guess a peel or something that, you know, helps them with, again, staying erect and, you know, elongation. I mean, think, listen, let me say this. Whatever helps him be great for me. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and listen. <laughs> Whatever helps and him be great. Keep it filthy, people. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, you never answered the question. I'm, I'm waiting. See, she, 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 so she has justification, right? Because she's like, hey. <laughs> Would I? Yeah. <laughs> I would. How? Why? What? What? I could. Mm. I could not. Because I know it's fake. Mm. I mean, that would bother me. Which, okay. Throw out a name. Let's say Cardi B. What about her? Would you tap that well? No. Why? Because he's not attracted to her. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Mm-mm. Would you tap that well? She's way more prettier. Old or new? I like that question. <laughs> Old. Original. Yes. Hmm. Original didn't have... But that's... Oh. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Original okay. didn't have all of that. Mm. Okay, get somebody else. Okay. Who's somebody? Um, the gr- Black China. Hell no. Why? Mm-mm. Not as tight. Okay, name somebody who had who's gotten a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift, right? I, yeah. I, listen, I didn't realize they had to wear you know um the things around them to help keep the stuff in place. Cause don't you have to work out still? Like you I, still got to work out. Who you I'm gonna work with what God gave me. <laughs> they have listen. They have. I saw this on Instagram. They have like these shots now where it, they inject you, and it literally. Melts fat off of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. I'm going to take my pinch of an inch because it ain't even that serious for me. Charles, are you looking for somebody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's looking for somebody. Okay, all right. So as he's looking for his cup of tea. But, but what about what about the safety concern? Sometimes you see one person in that time and you wake up the rest of the next person. Oh, like so what makeup so and things of that nature. Oh yeah, eyelashes, nails. So makeup, right? Because makeup, that's I've I've always been an advocate for someone who has natural beauty. If you got to do a lot, 
It's not, a turn off for you. Really like not my cup of tea. You got mm-hmm. to do a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because naturally, like, like you said, I want to be able to go to bed and wake up, and it's the and the same, person looks similar. Virtually the same thing. Uh, you got somebody. I don't. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. But but yeah. but but the answer is he would. You're weird. Mm-hmm. You're weird. Mm-hmm. You're weird. You're weird. How am I weird? Something's weird. Something's wrong. How? Charles, that's that's hitting a plastic bag. Hey, baby. Hitting a plastic bag. You know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. You're okay. not weird. Right. Interesting. <laughs> there it is. No, but I love you the same. Yeah. So the, I'm going to opt out of this one because I already know. What? This is going to be interesting between you two. What? Because you two are. Oh, right. So. Yeah, Lakers rent the the st- the the stat the status of the Lakers the Lakers franchise and fans go. We've been getting our asses kicked and it's painful. Um, I don't know. So let me say this: I I remember I went on live. I don't know if you saw it. I'm not in this conversation. It was <laughs> um, Westbrook was way, way, way off, and not that he hasn't been way, way off, but he sat the fourth quarter, right? So they asked the coach, yep, right, he got benched. They asked the coach, hey, so we noticed that Russell wasn't on, da-da-da-da, and what happened? You know, and and was there any particular thing? Well, you know what happened. He didn't perform. And for me, there's a couple things that I said, and I'll say them here, and I'm not saying they're going to be exactly the same, but... I needed Frank to say, you know what? We're fighting for our lives right now, and we're putting the right people on the court who's going to produce, and Russell just wasn't producing at that particular moment. Then there was, you know, um, and stop skirting around. Well, uh uh-uh, just call a spade what a spade is. Now, I like Russell Westbrook, and he, Russell Westbrook, and he's always again, performed and played, but I don't know if it's just too much star power on this particular team because it doesn't seem like he's finding his own rhythm, you know, in his place, you know, inside. He is going crazy. If y'all could just see Fred. No, no, they they can, they can. Oh, you right. know who Russell Westbrook reminds me who? of? Do you remember the movie Major League? You ever mm. see the movie Major League? I have not. It's a baseball movie. There it sounds like it. Named Roger Dorn. He knows. I'm exa- so mad at There him. is a guy named Dorn, right? Okay, so what's and going on with Dorn? Dorn. I thought you said you were sitting out this you one. Did, no, no, because you know, <laughs> he did you, say you did. You did say you, did so, say, you, did those say you, you were. There's an '80s movie. It's called Major League. It's about the Cleveland Indians baseball team, and they go from nothing into something. They end up winning the, you know, the the pennant and all that shit, right? Okay. Right. There is a character called Roger Dorn. Roger Dorn has become civilized. He's not a dog anymore, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that grit, right? He's a has-been, right? Mm-hmm. And he's okay. He's become content with being civilized, right? This is just... It just yeah, is. It just is. It's not, it's not important to him. And then comes... This other guy's name is Jake. Jake is the main character, 
right? Mm-hmm. Who is kind of like a LeBron, mm-hmm. right? And he's the leader of the team. He comes to Roger Dorn and he sees Roger Dorn not putting in no work. Like he's not, he's not taking it personal more. There's no passion. There's no zip. There's no enthusiasm. There's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. He so has he a something. heated. He had a heated conversation with Dorn, mm-hmm. and it changed instantly. Mm-hmm. Do you think somebody? I don't think. I don't think LeBron has had that conversation, that real combo with Westbrook yet. Yeah, but so so let me say, you know, um, I was thinking about. I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry. I was thinking about Kobe. Right. I was thinking about Kobe. Why'd you do that to him? Why'd you do that to him? <laughs> because we're, we're, we're Laker fans. We, we all are sports fanatic. I love basketball. That's my space. And I was thinking about Kobe, and I was thinking about just how vocal he would be on and off court. And so to your point, I'm wondering, but I think about also LeBron. That's not LeBron's personality. He's not. That's not his personality. And the other thing, too, is at the end of the day, when we're, when we're talking about you're getting paid millions of dollars, who should you should be checking yourself. If something's happening or if you need something, it is incumbent, I believe, for you to say, listen, something ain't right, something's off, or whatever, as opposed to coming to the, you know, um, press conference and saying, well, you know, some days are good days and some days are bad days. And, you know, I, don't, I didn't have any I didn't have any expectation. Did you see that when he said I, I didn't have any expectations? Huh? Like I have the expectation. Roger, <laughs> I, I have the expectation to win because this is what we do. We're in again fighting for our lives in terms of playoff. There's going to be the play-in, which they probably won't make out of. And it seems as though they're just kind of, some of them are just kind of, all right, um, let's just wait. The season is a wash anyway. Let's move on. Roger. (laughs) Roger Dorn is Russell Westbrook. Wow. So mm -hmm. what's your thought? What are your thoughts? And it's clear that, you know, that, um, them putting the team together that they put together just isn't working. And, you know, um, it, it isn't working. It isn't working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's in pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to channel somebody that I can't stand. Oh. No. Uh-oh. I'm gonna channel somebody I can't stand. Uh-oh! Oh! Oh! Come to the dark side! No. Come to the dark side. Come to the dark side. Come to the dark side. Come to the No, we, you chill. Come to the dark side. Come the Los Angeles Lakers. Come to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Stink. They suck. Mm-hmm. Um there, there's no there's no other way to really right. say it other than that yep, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they suck. Yep. Westbrook is, I, I, I follow his pattern. Mm-hmm. And normally, 
after All Star break, he, gets he turns turned on. Yeah, he is turned on. He he just goes full, full throttle. Full he's throttle. Out, he's killing it. He's triple doubles. Right. Everything. Yes. But you can tell once he came here, he got. I'm home. He's from L.A. Yes. So I'm he's home. chilling. I always Hang wanted out. to play in L.A. I always wanted to play with the Lakers. Check the box. I'm I'm here. I'm good. I'm chilling. Like you said, no expectations. I can, you know, they can boo me. I got a kid. I got kids, wife, all that. Good. I'm set. I'm set. I'm good. Like you said, there isn't no one on that team that is going to wring his head off like a Kobe. It would have been fights. It should be, but we all know that that's not but his. his that's not in him. That's not his personality. It isn't. But he's it's, upset because nobody is considering him to be the one of the. Shut. Right. Well, I don't think that just because you know that isn't LeBron's personality, you know, to, to you know to check up. No, you know, you know what? Whether that would that would eliminate him from the conversation? They just different approaches. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Next season. Next season, because we all we all know what's about to happen yep. next season. Mm-hmm. He's a he's getting that he's getting that record. He's getting the scoring record. But nobody cares. No, I care. If he gets the if he gets the scoring record, it will it will put a lot of your people to actually held, have that conversation. Because guess what? Just like you said, just like we said, LeBron isn't. He's he's is not in him to do that. He's not a scorer. LeBron has played for fifty fucking years in the league. <laughs> Thank you for the exaggeration. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, even though you you said you wasn't gonna be in this goddamn conversation, I'm not in the conversation because y'all talking about Westbrook. I brought up LeBron because I said LeBron should be that person. Yep, to wring his neck. To wring his neck. And he's not. <laughs> and, but is, so, so is it LeBron's responsibility? You know what? what about the coach? You know what? No, 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 no. It in, in a sense, it is LeBron's fault. It is LeBron's fault. So what's I've LeBron's been, fault? That I've Westbrook been, has been chilling? No, no, no. no See, this is, this, is, this is what happens when you've, Thrown hate at LeBron for a long period of time. I don't talk. This is me I'm talking okay. about. Because right. if you remember correctly, yep. I you. did not like LeBron. Not until LeBron became a Laker. Became a Laker, and God rest his soul, blessed him. He blessed Westbrook too. When he joined the Lakers, once you don- once you put that purple and gold on, it's a whole different ball game. I would know. You would know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is when Kobe blessed him, I was like, okay, because when he signed, because when he signed to them, first thing I said is, I'm not saying nothing until I hear from Kobe. And then Kobe spoke. And then Kobe spoke, and I said. All right. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome on board. Well, I've always been a LeBron James fan from day one. So let it just now, be clear. 
Now, reason why I say it partially is LeBron's fault is because every organization that LeBron has been on, mm -hmm. Clutch follows. Mm -hmm. All of Clutch follows. They start moving pieces to bring Clutch there. Mm -hmm. LeBron wants to bring his team with him. Mm -hmm. So... What I think he did was, even though Westbrook is not a part of Clutch, but there's a lot of little rumors about why he signed, why Westbrook came over there, something about Bronny, it's Bronny's favorite player and all this stuff. I feel like by LeBron giving this blessing, it eliminated what he's naturally good at doing. LeBron is a facilitator, but LeBron has to have shooters around him. Mm -hmm. They had a chance to get Buddy Hill. They don't have no shooters. And then Buddy Hill was a shooter. He's a shooter. Right, but they didn't get him. They didn't get him because they passed on him to get Westbrook. So you get rid of things that make you do this because you wanted to do something that everybody, according to all the sources, no one can do. No one can work with Westbrook. They could have got DeMar DeRozan. We could have got DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, he's on fire. Damian Lillard. Mm. That's not a that's not we just had this conversation last podcast when I said that we are going to get him next season. Could have had him now. Could have had him. Right. That's on Dame for it. That's LeBron. That's on Dame's for it. LeBron is the orchestra of all of this. <laughs> so guess what? We're gonna he's, we're gonna enjoy the playoffs. We are going I am enjoying the playing. I you am enjoying. I am enjoying what LeBron's doing. Yes, that's what I'm enjoying. And you know, listen. I have. I have. I have said. You know what? I am no longer. Because if we okay, if Ooh. we listen, if we make the play in, if we make the play in, we got to play. Who? Pelicans. Pelicans. So now this is LeBron's <laughs> swan song. Now. This ain't the swan song. I'm telling you that I'm just enjoying. The greatness of LeBron right now because he's doing something that your guy didn't do. My guy didn't pay for fifty years. Your guy when how, he came how many years back. Did he play? When he came he paid, back, he played like with that shitty Washington years, team. Fourteen years. Could did not do what LeBron's doing. LeBron Michael Jordan came back to play for the Wizards because he wanted to own the Wizards. And he deferred his entire salary for the nine eleven. So it wasn't a money grab either. I am <laughs> saying I am enjoying what LeBron is doing right well, now I because I am a Laker fan and I but have to put this I have to put LeBron this season in the back burner because it's a hellhole right now and we're, we were supposed to win the championship. This is supposed to be repeat season. This is supposed to be comeback season. This is supposed to be comeback season. God damn it. Ladies and gentlemen. So it's the comeback season. I got Anthony now, Davis who don't know how to stay healthy. You are now witnessing... Yeah. Charles putting LeBron over the Lakers. You got Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy, who decides that he wants to be 6'10 and wear low-top sneakers, let alone, God and rest his soul, already you got Kobe's on, and Kobe's have mid-tops. He should be wearing those, but he's not. Tamara? But he's not. You asked for this. I told you I was going to do this, goddammit, and now I'm about to do it. <laughs> and, and there we have it, folks. Um, Next subject. 
So, 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 if we do play in tournament, if we do play in, who are we going to face? Pelicans. Okay, we get past Pelicans. Then who we got to face? Phoenix. Get the fuck. Devin Booker going to destroy. Or if we face Golden State, Steph Curry going to light us up. You have to make it to the play my point exactly. But if we do make it to the play-in, we play Pelicans. We beat Pelicans. Okay, cool. Actually, First round exit. Pelicans and then you face whoever wins out of seven or Clips. Whoever loses seven or Clips. Okay. Minnesota Clippers. So Clippers. And we face the Clippers. Good. We're going to beat the Clippers. Oh, what about Memphis? Memphis is the third seed. But they might be second because the Warriors are really good. Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. Ja. Like when I tell you, Ja, his athleticism is crazy. That is Allen Iverson reincarnated. It is, but with a higher IQ and better. When I tell you, your boy Jay Will, Ja is went on record and said that. Yes, I know what he said. Is a baby AI Jordan? He said that he is Jordan. He said that he is Jordan and 91. I'm 90. This has been. This has been great. <laughs> this has been. So in the meantime, slash for the love of. If y'all want to pl- if y'all want to plug y'all stuff, y'all can. I can't believe Do he not. just said that. No. Exit stage right. You just, I, you just really pissed you, him off. I you know what? We out. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You asking him? He not even here. No, no, because he's still there. <laughs> God damn it! I'm gonna ask you. No. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> I would take John Morant over LeBron. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How many times LeBron can't score 50, 50 points every game now? But look, LeBron this, can't carry a team. But listen, neither can John. No one LeBron could. Michael Jordan not, couldn't carry a team either. LeBron cannot single-handedly carry a team. That time is over. He needs a team, and the team that he created is the one that's falling down right now. It is. He cre- He won at Westbrook. We agree. Got him. Carmelo. Got we him. agree. We're we're agreeing. Anthony Davis. Let's keep him. Anthony Davis has been injury prone. He's always <laughs> been injury prone. And because he's in a bigger spotlight now, it's polarizing. It's now Do you think he's going to be another Grant Hill and um, Derrick Rose? Wow. John are, Moran will they, be. No, I'm talking about um, Anthony John Moran Davis. John will be. John Moran, if he keeps his explosiveness. John Moran has already been injured. Yes, already been injured. And came back phenomenal. Already been injured. No, he's been injured once. Three times. Oh, John Moran? Yes. Okay, well, John Moran has been injured and still look at the result. Okay. Still look at the result. Think about D-Wade. What about D- You can't compare that. No, 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 no. But D-Wade, his first few years... Was taking hits, hitting the ground, similar to Al Iverson. That's what they used to say. And then look at the toll that it took on him in the long run. Look at the toll that is being <laughs> taken on LeBron James. You know what? Let's end this conversation because your eyes twitching. <laughs> no. His whole Look, look in the thing. Shrek. Now my eye twitching. No, like, look, LeBron, all I'm saying. You just is, said we were going to. We're going to transition. Come on. 
because that's going to lead into something else. So my wife about to kill me. Right. So you, well then you know what, go and get out what you need to get out. <laughs> if you want mm. more information from them, let them plug their stuff right now. For the love of at Instagram. F T L O. Yes. At Instagram for the love of. Yes. We have right here your favorite. Your favorite camp, campus uncle. uncle. Who is trying to hold my brother accountable <laughs> for these <laughs> fucked up Lakers <laughs> that he supports. <laughs> and just now has put LeBron over the fucking Lakers. I will never put. You just did. I'm enjoying. You just said, I am enjoying what he's doing. Because he's the only player so, in we get. our team right now that is actually doing something. Producing. Other than Houston, when he decided to pass up on that. That oh. shot. Yes. Why would you yes. mention that? I would mention it because I was pissed off with that play. I was John like, John Moran would take that shot. Of course, John Moran would take that shot. Russell Westbrook <laughs> would take the shot and hit a fucking brick. But he would take the shot. He'll hit a brick. He'll take the shot. I'm going. <laughs> it was amazing. We had a great time. He would take the shot. Thank you so much. They duked it out. He would take the shot. Shot or no shot. We Will want to have an amazing day. Would he take the shot? He would take the shot. He would take. We would take the shot. We. We would. We would take, take the, the shot. shot. We would take the shot. And that's objectivity, you know right? No matter what, we would take the shot. So, um, in the meantime, thank you so much for your hospitality, for your grace, and hospitality, all that good stuff. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And love and liberation. Peace. We about to fight.